0: is it the woman or the guy that decided to use gorilla glue in her hair Yes, got her entire it. hair and, it, and she's trying to sue because it says do not it just doesn't say on it you can't put it in your hair it's kind of it, yeah and it goes like this- common sense has just gone out the window
1: Obviously this is Mark, I'm taking over the Monday Club channel because they have got a new sponsor, and that is Hypervolt. I think there are some key benefits to Hypervolt that really help us as installers, but there are also some key benefits of Hypervolt I want to speak about right at the outset, and one of those is something that is going to revolutionise stuff for us as installers, and that is fronting the grant payment back to us at the point the work's completed. So at the moment, for those of you who are involved with EV charge points, you'll realise when a grant application is made, we pass that saving straight onto the customer at the point of sale, and sometimes we can be waiting months to see that back. So if you're installing a few charge points every week, even as a small electrical contractor, that can soon add up to thousands and thousands of pounds you've got tied up in government hands and um, with no guarantee of when you're gonna get that back. But regardless of that, HyperVolt have put a, a system in place where you can have that money fronted back to you direct from them at the point the work's completed. And that is an incredible thing. I think that is is brilliant to help us as installers. And it shows HyperVolt aren't just focused on selling stuff to actual end users. They're looking after the installer network as well, which is absolutely mega.
0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to Monday Club. Uh, It's just me and Sam in tonight. Sam is poorly bad and ill. I have had a crappy day. So book yourselves in for a very enthusiastic and insightful episode. Week of misery. Yes. Yes. That's the one. (laughs) Go on, Sam, tell everyone why you're ill, or do you want to just get in quite quickly about your stupid T-shirts with a lightning Yes, bar, right?
2: yes, okay. come on. Le Spark T-shirts, go and check it out in the show notes. Go to the website, you get T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, shorts. The whole lot's going to be out soon. Um, and they all match, so you can match your, uh, you can have a matching tracksuit, you can have matching T-shirts or shorts, all that sort of stuff. Remember, magic. I'm fat, but I'm stylish. Um, <laughs> listen, Remember, I've, fat don't crack. I've been so ill this week, man. Like, honestly. Let me, let me first of all, the worst thing is you, when you've got to go to work when you're ill anyway, right? You can't just have a day off because I'm staying away. So I can't just sit in the house yeah. that they're paying for and pay me to be off ill. I just feel, don't feel like that's right. Um, so I've been, uh, I've been going through it this week. In fact- Your internet's know. really good, by the way. Is it bad?
0: It's in and out.
2: Oh, don't say that.
0: Oh, it's all right. If you sit still, just turn your phone, Wi-Fi off. might get a bit better.
2: It is off. It's on my phone.
0: Oh, man. Oh, it's coming off? you? Oh, okay. Yeah, all so...
2: Right. And we're back. Um, so I've just... Uh, I've been really ill, coughing and stuff like that. Felt really rough. So i just had a shower, shave, try and make myself feel a bit better. I bought my... Um, uh, this is homemade honey bourbon um, it's 50% Just start like just give me a few licks before I go to sleep it's like
0: helps you sleep easier yes it does That's the problem with the uh, difference between self employed and you being uh, being off ill you look at me with the bad back and, and then getting covid having 7 weeks off work not a penny in my pocket
2: yes yeah, that's that's rough man then like this is a problem that tradesmen so, like yourself, right? Some tradesmen can earn really good money working for themselves and build a nice... But it does come at a cost. There's no like free rides in this game. And the cost is, if you work through your injuries and your, and your problems, or you don't, remember, most like yourself, although you've got a thriving uh, electrical company, you, you've also got a thriving YouTube. So, yeah, yeah. where a lot of people... They'd have to go, they'd have to fight. They might, they might be able to afford a month off.
0: Yeah. We worked it out. If you, if you add up, because I had to pay Adam, he, (laughs) he, it wasn't fair on him for me to say, take it's holiday or, you know, Adam's wages for seven weeks, pay the half's wages, pay for the truck, pay for the van, pay for the mortgage, pay for the unit, all in all. And then paying for hundreds of other things in the background. I think it worked out. It probably cost me about six grand to have seven weeks off work out-of-pocket the money that I'd saved up, just spent. Yeah, yeah. It was easily done. Um, and obviously yeah. when i am sat at home as well, you, you're bored, so you're buying a few things online and you're spending money, which you shouldn't. Be but... fair though, Nick, you're murder for doing that. Oh, I'm terrible for ordering things. Yeah. Terrible. terrible. Um, but yeah, it, it, people. I can see people in a lot worse situations than I was in because I still had YouTube to fall back on, made a few little videos here and there, and I had a big catalogue built up. So I could still release them. And I will do at some point a video on how much, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but like I can do ad revenue, how much we earn off ad revenue in per video. is like um, my very first video that I took off, uh, off work for a day was to film my van tour video. Uh, so obviously a day's wages down the drain and then paid my mate a little bit for him to come and video it. And that video's just hit 280,000 views, I think. Wow. Um, and that's the return on that. From the day it was posted till now, I think it's about twelve hundred quid. I've had just from ad revenue.
2: See, that's what I am saying. So, where you are in quite a fortunate position to have that time off, a um, lot, a lot of, yeah. a, a, lot of uh, a lot of tradesmen don't get that. Don't get that really. And you look at, no. like, I do get paid time off and stuff, but where I am running a job, it's not as if I can phone up that morning and say can't come in today. I am too ill. Yeah, it's a libby well, so, so you I was, lose your
0: job pretty quick in it Yeah,
2: but well, there is that thing isn't there there's that thing that a lot of people um a lot of people go on about it's like you could be the illest person in the world if you phone up and say i'm not coming in they go oh yeah chancing it monday club like the name take of our video mm-hmm. Uh, of our, our yeah. podcast, Monday Club. He's like, yeah, he's chancing it Monday Club or whatever. Oh, he's, he ain't that ill. Do you know what I mean? And But the reality is you might be. You might just not be able to do it. Um, yeah. But it is what it is. We power through. I've had quite a good week. Well, I say that. Done quite a bit of electrical this week. Um, yeah. Because, obviously... So we get the drawings for the... Ele- for, so just to recap, I'm doing... Um, Two x-ray rooms and an angiogram room or fluoroscopy room. Can't really remember what's going in there. Anyway, so we manage everything on the site from (coughs) the lead walls to the flooring to the furniture. Everything that goes into these rooms, we manage. But we also get to do really cool stuff like... The design for the where the stuff's going is already in, but we design the containment routes. We haven't just got... It's not like commercial where you get a drawing and off you go. No. So you have to yeah. look at all the different drawings. So I spent a whole day. You get three sets of drawings, one from the company, one from Siemens or Philips or someone like that who are installing the stuff, um, their requirements, and then you get all the other um, services like Aircon and all that all that stuff they give and you have to go through and you have to work out where you're going to be putting your containment, where your drops are ordering all the, ordering all the gear and stuff like that. And, uh, I really enjoyed it. It's like a real next step, like designing. Is it
0: mostly plastic or conduit? It's a a massive mixture
2: because, um, so the containment above the ceiling, obviously is all, um, like basket tray, and um trunking and then you have your drops down but interestingly on this job because it's it's a nightingale hospital so it used to be um a b and q so they bought the lease
0: right, uh, okay yeah
2: i think b and q still own it funnily enough so they bought the lease they turned it into a nightingale um and now it's being turned from a nightingale to a functioning hospital um so it's all new in there. So everything's new. So you're not drilling holes in the wall and then fishing a bit of thing down to... It's all going in surface medical trunking. It's um, something that Marshall Tuffins right. do. It's actual medical trunking designed for the medical industry. I'm not sure... I haven't got my hands on any yet. Um, all the yeah, whole it's month. going to be
0: the same sort of plastic that the, um, the sockets and everything I'm thinking at the moment, like the Schneider ones with the uh, anti antimicrobial plastic on it so it kills like most of the most of the bacteria that even sits on it
2: yeah i expect that's exactly what it is um and i think it has less like gaps for dirt to get in and stuff germs that's fair, yeah. um so it's all surface so all the outlets and stuff will be done surface but you won't be able to take like a dado right around the whole room because there's other things got to go in there like PDBs and stuff like that. So it's really, really exciting. Um, and it's really nice to be able to get your teeth into designing it. Designing it's nice the- to see that you're
0: enjoying work, to be honest, because that's a big thing for you. From, from Since I've known you, you've always plodded and done the bare minimum trying to get away with it. Without sounding like a knob, that's, that's the way you've been because oh, you haven't really had your heart into it. But like now, you've stepped up and, and you're enjoying work, which is nice to see.
2: Do you know what it is? I think with the... Um, when you're working as a subby, it's soulless. So when you're a subcontractor going to a job, you turn up and you're already, they're already looking for a reason to pump you most of the time. If you turned up late, they, ex- this is something, now this is interesting. Agency workers. I defended them for years. Those of you who don't know, I started a union for electrician agency workers in London. Um And, Honestly, the uh, agency workers that we've had turn up, and all oh, right, they haven't been electrical, but they've been uh, like doing other services and that, and labourers. Mate, I can see why I can see why it's, they get such a bad rap. I can see it. The attitude is what amazing. doing. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, it's not. Probably. It's not necessarily because they're doing the bare minimum. It's you know, like they turn up, they don't care, they don't bring nothing with them, they expect the world for nothing, and. It's really, it's quite, it's quite gruelling because you're like, listen, I used to be one of you. Only like three or four months ago, I was still on the circuit doing stuff like, like you're doing. But it was only when I decided like to change my whole mentality when it comes to turning up to a job. Like I, I changed my mentality about a year and a half ago. Um, but I got on so much better on these jobs because they're like, oh, hold on, we've got a good one here. And yeah. I was I was getting better jobs. I was I was get, staying on jobs longer. And then this job, they just said to me, "Listen, do you want to come work for us?" So and it it pays off. It that, shows yeah. you put the effort in. Yeah. Um. But with this job, I'm really enjoying it. I really like the de- like designing the install. Um. I even jumped on the tools this week. I jumped on the tools because, you know, you do a lot of sitting about, a lot of standing about, a lot of fanning about, making phone calls and stuff. But the reality is, I have my tools with me. I knew what containment needed is going in. It's an empty room.
1: I'm yeah. in charge.
2: I don't
0: have to answer to no one. It's my design.
2: I was like, come on, let's have it.
0: I was in. That was a dream, to be fair. That's nice. But then the lads can see you doing that, being high management. You're getting stuck in as well. <coughs> I respect you more for it.
2: Mate, I love it. I love it. Um, I smashed in some uh, containment this week, chomping at the bit. We didn't order enough um Cantilever Uni strut brackets. So I've got them coming tomorrow. So tomorrow I've got a full day. I've got deliveries. I've got um, new people coming to site. I've got to get inducted. But once that's all done, I've got str- I've got rows and rows of containment to do. And I'm um, listen. Guilty pleasure of mine is containment. I do like doing containment for years. What you find in the electrical industry um, in where I come from, um, commercial and industrial. You get what's called metal munchers—people who only ever do metal containment. Because I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's not difficult. Um, And you can literally go your whole career just doing metal munching. There's people who don't ever
0: pull in cables that are classed as electricians.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like you could—I could find you an an electrician right now with a gold card who could do the most trunking in a day, do all the stuff beautifully. Don't know how to wire it. Yeah. Do a, a two-way switch on it. And yeah, so yeah. So my week's been awesome. Uh, apart from the fact I was really ill. I had to work late. This, I had to work late last night. Unacceptable. Got paid handsomely for it. I was like, whoo.
0: I did have to work late?
2: Um, I had to go to another job around the corner um, to help pull in an armoured. They yeah. said, oh, would you mind going and pulling an armoured? Like, go take one of your labourers and, uh, and the guy you're working with and go, go and uh, pull in an armoured after hours. I was like, yeah, why not? I'm, mate, I was, I'm stuck in here. I, I was ill as a dog, but yeah. you still want to put your best foot forward. Went in there um, and it was griefy. Griefy, but fun. Do you know what I mean? So it's like How big was it? It was a fifty mil armored uh four core. Oh right.
0: So not nothing massive then.
2: No, but it was the dumb thing they'd done is they'd left it outside. What they should have done is brought That's it in when it, so it was. Freezing cold. So it's freezing cold. Ain't trying to bend. Um right. and it's still the reason we had to do it after hours is because there was less people mooching about and they had to go across a corridor and down another corridor. But even so, people don't care. People don't care. Yeah. They just walk at you like you yeah, move out of my way and you're like, you're up a ladder, you've got like just been hit in the head with an armored and you're like that, and they're like, excuse <laughs> me, and you're like, oh, all right, one sec, like if I let this go, the whole ceiling's <laughs> gonna come down, relax, do you know what I mean? But um oh, dear
0: old dude.
2: Yeah, man. So Other than that, what have you been doing?
0: Uh normal work as usual, but the I just had a nightmare today. So I went and quoted up a couple of weeks ago. A friend of the family from years ago. Uh, we want there's outside light on the front. We want it changed to an up and down light. And can you do exactly the same on the other side of the door? Yeah, no problem. Easy enough. There's up little, and down light. Yeah, it's just like a, an LED down and up that goes shines up oh, and down. Okay. Um, Said so yeah, no problem at all. Uh, two sockets in one of the lads' bedrooms. Two double sockets in another lads' bedroom, and change the outside flood light. Said so yeah, sound. Shouldn't take too long. <laughs> Adam, go and start the sockets in the bedrooms, mate, and I'll just faff around with the outside lights because it was cold. When we took the first outside light off, it was a solar light. There's no cables run to it. Oh. And I, because it looked like a normal one, but I just never closely inspected it on a no. quote. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so we ended up, <coughs> the house was one of the weird ones where, The front of the house, the roof comes down, you've got windows in it, but the roof comes down to like the the bottom, uh, the first uh, ground floor. Yeah. So the porch was built into it. So I ended up having to push loads of roof tiles up to lift the felt back to access the void because they don't have a loft hatch on the inside. Oh, mate. And the thing
2: is, I know that you're quite um, adept with other trades. So you know your way around other trades, but I wouldn't do that lightly. Lifting back felt
0: and all. Oh, that. Oh, I've done it loads of times. I've, 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 I've had this before where I ended up having to take because the the very last row of tiles, ninety nine percent of the time, i've all got nails in them in the laugh. So pushing them back, nails out because I don't want to be cutting the felts because I don't want to take you know the water um no. protection. So I know really you need to take six to eight out in a row to be able to get enough of a flap that I can get my hands in. So, yeah, took them off, ended up taking the next row off as well, but eight of them off, passed them down to Adam. And as soon as he did that, he went upstairs, pulling it around, could see through the the gap. I thought, right, I'll go and take a floorboard up in the lad's room uh, because there was a porch. What annoying, more annoying as well, there was a porch light, and I thought, banging, I'll just take a permanent supply of that. No, it was just a switch, switch cable. Oh. And then I saw the switch in the porch, I thought, brilliant. I'll just go off that if there's a power to that. No. It went to a junction box in the lad's bedroom so we ended up taking his whole bedroom apart to flip the bed up to move it all to take one floor up to find a JB to then change it to a maintenance but oh it just was a faff we ended up uh, finishing that and going to another job that we had to sort of <clears throat> swing and get in place because the guy was like my plaster was coming soon we've had an RSJ fitted we've got two hanging down sockets a hang down light switch can you just Dr- drill them in sink to the wall so yeah no problem an hour and a half max Turned up, I just saw loads of X's in tape all across the room. I was like, what's this? Oh, it, we've, me and the other half have been chatting. Um, we want five double sockets uh, over in the lounge, one in the kitchen and two in the dining room. I was like, I know, but we've just agreed Just this was just going to do that. Yeah, but plaster's coming Friday night. Can you help us out? So me and Adam, I've got back about half six-ish because we've been there chasing... I think we—I can't remember what I said. Now we did about eight eight new sockets, fixed back an old one, and redid all the lighting. I was like, "Jesus, The like, money's all right." It's just yeah. I was just like, I "Can't be
2: asked." No, that's the problem, isn't it? It's like you don't really get. Well, you do because you just go to your unit on Mondays and whenever you can't be asked. But sometimes when you can't be asked, you have to do it, innit?
0: This is it, and it it would have only have let them and pushed the the plasterer back and what if I'd have made some excuses, which I didn't want to do. i and Adam Riff, like we neither of us wanted to do it because this morning went badly. It went not badly, it was just didn't go to plan. Um, but we've got it done. And tomorrow, the thing is, I've not filmed anything this week. I've got a backlog of stuff up, but I try and film a couple of jobs a week. Monday I didn't because I was in the unit, but it was that cold. I ended up just going home. Because I finally got some gas as of yesterday, but it was it was it was colder in the unit than it was outside. Yeah. Um. So I went home, did some paperwork. My other half was at home, so we we were just I think we were just watching telly. <laughs> and uh, Tuesday was with Adam. Couldn't film anything. I can't even tell you what I did on Tuesday, to be honest. But it was yesterday, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, Tuesday. Yes. Well, yeah. Because again, we're doing Wednesday Club at the moment, aren't we? Really? Yeah.
0: See, I can't even tell you what I did yesterday. Um, yeah, and then tomorrow, I'm moving the fuse board. If I can get a chance to to film it, I will. But I think it's so many of my jobs are so repetitive now. Like I'm starting another rewire next week. And I, I, all I'm doing now is filming stuff, just filming stuff the same thing I've done before and try and twist it a little bit. But then at the moment, I'd rather just get the job done.
2: Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so uh,
0: it's funny. Yeah, I've say, got some things. Come. It's
2: funny you say that because actually, I have the... I've got the run of the roost at the moment. Certainly yeah. this week. I could be making... I could be doing films. It's just... I, like, You know what? I, I sort of play with my Fat Sam channel. I put bits and pieces on there. I've got a perfect opportunity. I might actually do some filming tomorrow. Yeah. Get my old um, tripod out and my, my uh, GoPro.
0: And uh, make do some filming on. How funny the GoPros look when you're on a. Have you ever put them on a big tripod?
2: Yeah, I've got one in. I've got one in the yeah. back.
0: <laughs> it's a little camera at the top. But you know I what? Pound for
2: pound, they've got to be the best camera out, don't
0: they? I, believe it or not, I've, I. Mean, you can't see them. They're all back here. So I've got all my expensive cameras and everything there, and a few people just. I wouldn't say question, but i not even moan, but just say we missed the GoPro because of the stabilization. Because recently on jobs, like I was flinging it around, and even I'm editing it, I was like, "Oh, that's a bit, that's a bit fast." I thought I'll try my GoPro again because I just got sick of them. I got sick of the audio. I got sick of it just randomly not recording stuff. So I just bought very <laughs> like expensive SD cards for it. The SD card wasn't half the price of the camera. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate now when people say you need to get a good SD card because I've lost that much footage before. And they transfer the files loads quicker to the computer. And I've tried it and I stuck my, oh, it's downstairs. I took my massive Rode mic and I stuck it to the top of the GoPro. So it's a lot Hero better audio on. as well. So I'm giving it a go for a bit, but I'm, I'm teetering the idea of buying a go- Hero it's 10. <laughs> <laughs> buying a new GoPro. And I said to me, I why? I was like, just one. why? On one. Um, what are they on? 11 at uh, uh,
2: name? No,
0: it's 10. 10's just come out. So I've got 7, 8, and 9. I just, do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Well, you need, need, well, you can't not have that one.
0: Come on. Anyway. um, But yeah, so it's just one of the things I'm going to massive waves at the moment of filming loads of stuff, having loads of great jobs. And then all of a sudden it comes to a week or two weeks. I'm like, I've got nothing to film, Um, but I have done a thing. I've got, I've looked at the emails earlier. So in a video that came out last week, I said to everyone, (laughs) uh, I did a lot of stuff with Jimmy from Plumber Parts and he does plumbing disasters. I would like to do the electrical disasters. So, people send me pictures of videos of what they found some background information. If they can tell me what regulations are wrong with it, that I can sort of back it up with link their channel and I can just do like little seven, eight, nine minute videos yeah. once or twice a, a, a month or whatever. And just say, you know, this is some of the stuff that we're finding. This is what's wrong. And just a yeah. bit of extra content. I'll, uh, what, if <sighs> anyone's watching this and they have got some stuff like that, well, I'll keep talking. Uh, yeah. Everyone out there, if there was anything that you've got camera footage, video footage, <sighs> Um, let me know. I'll put get Sam to put my email address. It's a specific email address I created for it in the uh, the description. So um, so send it in there and uh, let me know your Instagram and everything because I always try and put it on the pictures when I'm doing it. Other than that, do you want to get into a few topics, Samantha. Samantha, Sam,
2: Samantha. You know that's a bit rude. Um, I don't rude. want to get onto a topic. I'm listen. I'm going to plug something that was sent to me this week because um, people Come know on. about my love of knives. Um, and we got, well, I've got hooked up by, um, sorry, I'm on my phone at the same time. I've got hooked up by, uh, Quinergy.
0: I know. Uh, I can tell you on your phone because the internet's going bad.
2: Oh, is it? Oh, right. Let me come off that.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. Look at this. This is a hand forged. That's a knife. knife. Carbon steel knife. And it is handmade, hand forged, and let me tell you, it is so sharp. Like I literally cannot play with this because if I miss, How have you still got your fingers? Um, because I need them to eat. There's nothing precious in your fingers. Um, but honestly, look at that. And he custom makes them. They're not expensive. They're really not. Um, go and check it out. It's um Bevan C Quinn at Glasforge listen i'm going to put show note on the show notes. go and check it out now on the show notes um i'll put a link to the knife maker. He is the official Monday club knife maker um, and he's we're going to be working with him to produce an electrical knife
0: i don't have a knife anyone just let you all know i don't yeah, i'm not allowed one.
2: Look at that that is so
0: sexy and that is a food knife.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know what it is, but I've been cutting my tomatoes with it tonight. And it's just like, you know, sometimes you can sort of squish tomatoes. It just goes. Yeah. Oh, I haven't got anything to cut. It's not my house. But um, it's very exciting. Um, you know me and my love for knives. Um, outside of that, what is what, did, what topics did I send you this
0: week? Um, hang on a second. I can't Sorry actually you, use my phone. Uh, live live ZS.
2: Listen, why are you on
0: your phone? Because your mum just texts me. <laughs> uh yeah, go on. Live live ZS. She texts you
2: to ask your mum to pass me back my underwear.
0: Not your poo-stained underwear, no, thank you. It goes in the bin.
2: Yeah, it goes straight in the bin, doesn't it? Yeah. Um Listen, I don't know much about this. I don't still haven't done much testing. But On this note, um, I have uh, been, well, i got gifted, as did you, a TIS tester. You're welcome. Um, So at the end of this job that I'm working on now, I'll be doing all the testing. So I'm so excited to get my... Do you know what? I was pissed off today. I was on site and someone else had an MFT pro. Did they? Yeah, just walking around with an MFT pro. I'm like, go on, son. Welcome to welcome to the future. Long gone are the old megas. Get off your phone. Right now, get off of it. I'm not on it. Don't on. don't annoy me as you won't get a knife.
0: What am I gonna do with a knife? Same thing I do with it. Look at it. Yeah, I would just, I'd just have it on here and just Things I just constantly play with things when we're <clears> like <throat> keep picking things up and putting it down. But anyway Yeah. Um, yeah live live testing so Mark and Neil did a thing on their uh, the electrician show their podcast on youtube and on i haven't heard of it, oh yeah, well, I actually listened to it, so um, not the recent one, so they were saying is about live testing is it a necessary evil nowadays? you know a lot of people doing it. I do it, you know, but you can also calculate if you want to get your z s, you can do an r one plus r two plus your z e calculation wise you will get. A very rough, accurate, uh, r- rough measurement of your um, ZS. That's not accurate. Rough. I don't think it's very accurate. When you actually work it out, if you do both and you calculate it, then you actually do it, it's, n- it's not really close, but you're allowed to, which I think is daft. I-, I quite happily live test. Um... I'm like,
2: listen, I'm not an expert at testing. I've been open and honest about this. I'm about to dive into the, the testing realms at the end of this job big time. How dangerous is it to do a ZS? Not dangerous at all. How dare you? Like, are you... Um, how do you safely isolate a circuit and test it at the same time?
0: What, to do you dead tests? Yeah. No, you're live testing. Well, you can't safely isolate. Oh. If well, then it's not safe, is it? Oh, okay. Right, that's where we're going with this. Cool, 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 cool. Your camera's going out of focus, dude. Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, no, I, I get that people can calculate it because realistically, you you have to do ZEs, you have to do your R1, R2s, and you've got all the calculators, you've got the, the numbers there that you calculate it. And I just think it's a way of some people just getting the testing done quicker. Uh, personally, we've always done it. I don't really see the harm. And it's a very simple thing. You've got the plug adapter on your test or the, you know, the light adapter or drop a few fittings down. It's a very simple test you don't need anyone sat at the board you can easily go and do it by yourself what Adam and I like to do with the you roll on our twos is one person's at the board while the other person's going around the house testing and we're just talking to each other like it's very easy to do but I don't know let me let us know but I, I can't see why you would want to calculate it when it's such an easy test to do and get readings for Sam's so just trying to see why his face isn't in focus
2: yeah I don't understand anyway. he doesn't know
0: you're in a perfectly white background
2: no it's grey
0: Oh, it looks white on here.
2: And I thought I'd turn the light out. Is that better?
0: Yeah, a bit. Yeah, there you go. I yeah, yeah, like you didn't focus now. Oh, um, how rough I look. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I have to say on it. Anything you want to say on it? Um
2: I say that it's probably there's two sides to this story, right? So the right the, the way we everyone has been taught up until now is to do your your life t- your dead test and your life tests. That's how it's been been taught since memorial. Now what people are saying is if there's a better way of testing where you don't have to put yourself at risk, then you should do that.
0: I can't see why you're putting yourself at risk though. If you're a competent person who's qualifying the testing, then you're not really putting yourself at risk.
2: I'm, I'm on I'm, I'm on board with that. And I think it comes down to this It's it's a funny time. It's a strange time for in any sector of the world, right? At the moment, you've got these real let's do good just to be good type mentality. Like you've got a lot of this virtue signaling nonsense going on and you know, why take a risk if you don't need to? Like you still got people walking around supermarkets with masks mask on, not because they're vulnerable, but because, you know, I want to show that I'm careful too. You know, that sort of mentality, I really don't vibe with that at all. I really struggle with that mentality. Um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that it's not for me. Yeah. Um, and with that, I think that's spilled over to the electrical industry massively. Um, with the sort of aftermath. So a couple of years ago, E five were like the biggest thing in the industry, and they would promote the virtues of being morally and ethically correct, and everything you do should come from a moral standpoint. Using the um, what, what was it? Called? The um, engineering council principles or whatever it is. You know. Um, And whilst it's a great notion and it's a great thing to sort of always reference, it's a very hard platform to sort of sit at. It's like a pedestal that if you preach it, you have to sit at it. Um, And what, what this is, this whole not working live and all that sort of stuff, is sort of a bleed over from that very morally, ethically correct way of thinking for electricians, which doesn't actually jive with real life sparking. Um you look at like yourself, you know exactly what you're doing when you're testing. You're yeah. not an idiot. You're not out there putting Adam at risk. You're not putting your customer at risk. You're not leaving the front of the fuse board off whilst his kids running around it and they can reach it. All these little things that some people might do doesn't mean that you're doing it. Doesn't mean that a responsible electrician's gonna do these things. You can't mandate a principle for the entire industry because of a, a few, few idiots
0: I feel like the same thing when you see a a kid's toy, okay, and you've got loads of bits of plastic comes in it. it says, "Do not consume this obviously, yeah, for but sure. then there's some idiot out there that has tried to eat it at some point yeah. Like, um
2: how many kids have put things up their nose and have to go yeah,
0: or like that woman no. or is it the woman or the guy that decided to use gorilla glue in her hair yes and got her entire true. hair and it, and she's trying to sue because it says do not it just doesn't say on it you can't put it in your hair it's kind of
2: it, yeah and it goes like
0: this, common sense has just gone out the window what it is it's this
2: litigation society of um, I'm going to sue you for anything I can. Yeah, just to get a quick buck. It all plays into it, and you've got this sort of snowball effect of well, not even that. You had a massive avalanche of this morally and ethically ethically correct nonsense come down when, which was sort of aimed at the very few, mm. but targeted the whole whole industry. When the reality is. We all, have, every industry since the dawn of time has had um, rogue traders. You can't account for them, has yeah. had bad tradesmen. You can't account for that. Uh, well, well, no, you can account for that. There's, in any industry, there's going to be some really crap, dodgy people. Facts. But yeah. for most of, most of us in the industry, we want to do a good job. We like our job. Like we chose it, it's not something we're stuck with yeah i'm an electrician i've got to be an electrician for the rest of my life well no you don't do you know what i mean so all these things factor into it and i think that the um zs
0: thing and um working about the zs thing is to do a ZE, you've got to do live testing anyway you've got the board cover off you're sticking it on the live terminal coming into the board how is that any different for you doing a ZE? sorry zs from a ZE. Do you know oh, what I mean? Uh, At some point, you have to do live testing to get all of your measurements. So, anyway, that's that's for a conversation for a smart person like Mark. Not yeah, we make a mind when you need him.
2: <laughs> um, but the reality is, I think with with all this nonsense around um, working live and stuff, most of us, I'd say ninety nine point nine percent of us who work live. Listen, if I had to work on like an 11 kV yeah. buzz bar or something, I ain't working life. Yeah, now nah, nice. I'm all right. Nah, I'm, I'm out I'm completely out. Um, I'm not playing with anything like that.
0: I'd like to have a go with the change in a um, main cutout. I think we should be allowed to take a course. I'm not. To, we can safely isolate stuff, but I would like to be able to one day change a main cutout because I've watched like, loads of guys do it when we've called them out to, to, to upgrade it or if it's broken or whatever and it's an interesting you know they got the guards on the gloves they got the mats and everything I'd look at it and go I could do that like I'd like to give that a go they're probably not even Sparks no I don't think they were they've no. just done a qualification to allow them to do that
2: it's funny when I was working um, doing um, the big generators the 11kv generators and stuff like that that sit at the bottom in the basement of a building and stuff um, oh, I love that work. That was really, really class work. The guys who've done the HV connections, so, you know, the red cable, the red armors like that. What yeah, a massive. thing. Them guys doing that, all they do is they do a course with the termination, like the people who make the, the, the glands. Yeah. They do a course with them people, and then you're qualified to terminate that gland. You don't have to have any prior understanding of, like, what do they call it? Foundation knowledge or whatever it is, or, or of the electrical industry. You can just literally be a postman, go and do that course. Now you can do HV co- terminals.
0: Fair.
1: Give so a it,
2: it's a madness. Um, yeah, so that's my rant over, really. It's a good rant.
0: Well, you know. kind Material of really- slash fuel. What does that mean? Oh, mate, listen... Have you noticed the cost of materials gone up? Yeah, constantly. Because I have to pay for them. You don't. <laughs> I don't
2: have to pay for them, but I st- like, I'm budgeting on jobs now. And I'm mm. like, wait, when did Unistruck cost that much?
0: It's cable now. So Drummer 2, I'm, get, I'm just getting off the top of my head because Adam told me, because obviously with a wholesaler, <laughs> when we're buying stuff, it is not labelled up. It's just what comes on your invoice or your, uh, your statement. Drummer 2 500 metres isn't far off 65 quid now, I don't think now that's gone up yeah I remember when I started when I become a spark I think it went far off 30 quid
2: no um, last I mean, have a look th- I'm
0: going gonna, gonna to just google it a second
2: google it ask the Lord Chief Justice of everything the um, when I I remember last time I bought a bit of cable was I bought a bit of 2.5 and one five, and I think 2.5 was tw- the, the one five was 25 quid I think that, and I think Screwfix was the cheapest
0: for cable at the time. Jesus. Screwfix here, 2.5 mil twin, uh, £71.50 booting. £71.50? No. In in. £71.50. no. Right, how much is one mil? Because we use 2.5 and one mil most. Yeah,
2: because you're cheap house bashers. Of course you do.
0: £37.50. I, that I, what, that no. one far for 20 quid not that long ago. This is what I'm saying this is what I'm saying, mate. Like Mm -hmm. the price
2: of like, I was talking to, um, this, the ceiling, um, the ceiling guy today. Now he does uni strut ceilings because what they have is they have like in what I'm doing, they have like a, um, it's gone out of my head. They have a steel frame, like stills. And then you have a ceiling, Mounted off of those stills, it made out a unistrut, right? Um, so you know, like the deep unistrut, basically two forty-one 41 mil unistruts welded together, and he makes a ceiling out of that. Now, he buys six, um, six meter lamps, and they was, a year ago 45 quid, they're now 80 pounds a each,
0: lim- 45 quid each.
2: Each they're 85 pounds a length now. It? Yeah.
0: It's like the price of wood now and ply. <coughs> and I see a lot of it on TikTok with the, the Americans saying it like the cost of ply. But I had it just before lockdown. We went, I bought loads of sleepers for the garden, like railway sleepers, just because we were in the garden, and obviously lockdown happened. Um, and all of the shops sell sold, sold out of them when they all came back. I pay like 24 or 5 quid for a railway sleeper. And now with a well, I don't know about now, but in the shops when they came back in the stock, uh, there was sixty six quid or something like that for the same one. And this was like the space of three months apart.
2: I mean, I bought a bit of um two b two the other week, right? Just one length, three meters. It might not even be two b two. It might, yeah, it was two b two. Um I was doing something. I needed three meters of it, and it cost me. Eight pound or seven pound fifty or something, mm. and I said to him, What? Like, I know it's only eight pounds, like, relax, but I was, and he's like, Yeah, it's gone up, it's, it's doubled, it's doubled this year. Like, because I thought it'd be about a fiver, four, yeah, and it's eight pound now. And he's like, The cost of shipping containers, the cost of fuel, and the cost of um, China buying everything,
0: yeah. We, I had to put some fuel in yesterday, and Adam went. Oh god, it's one pound fifty. I think it's one pound fifty-three. The one I went to, and I've always said to him from day one, "I'll go to a petrol station. I don't care where." No, it I is, don't. It's I services, don't. and we've had this conversation before. And he, and he would say, "No, he doesn't care, Abby." He just said, "It's just, it's a lot." I remember when I started driving, it was a, I think it was just under a pound. And I've been, I was, oh Christ, how long have I been driving?
2: Well, I remember the days when it was like sixty-five p.
0: Really? Uh, yeah, I've been driving what 11, 12, <coughs> 12 years now. And when I started driving, it was diesel was way cheaper than petrol. Yeah, way way yeah. cheaper. And how it's changed round now uh, because everyone wants a diesel car. The
2: other day, I was on the phone to Mark, and I, I think I was coming back from, from Exeter where I'm working at the moment, and I was on the phone to Mark, and I was like, I was like, how much is petrol these days? And he's like, even though I get I get a fuel card, it don't really bother me, but you're still looking at it. Mm. And he goes, oh, I paid one, one, 169.9 the other day. And I was like, leave off. Where did you buy that from? Remember? why well,
0: <laughs> Jordan's house. <else.
2: laughs> yeah. It's more expensive on uh, on the motorway. Yeah. Obviously, I was on the motorway on the way back. And I pulled in and I was like, oh, it's £1.69 in there. Like, one pound £1.69. That is bad. That's
0: really- but they're trying to, like we've said before on the Conspiracy Podcast, they're changing the fuel over at the moment. Or the E10, is it? Yeah. Changed it over because they told everyone and they have now because they have to admit it that it's going to start eating the fuel lines and breaking the engines of the older cars because they want them off the road because they're high on emissions. They want to bring electric cars in sooner uh, and all this sort of stuff. I, I was going with the conversation but to be honest. But um,
2: there is There is an element of I wanna say a fuckery.
0: Yeah. There is. There's always an agenda behind it. Listen,
2: no one's no one's looking at their prices and thinking, wow, it seems fair.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not- I was telling Adam, he was like, How do they how do they get the price of fuel? And I was like, Well, realistically, the government are in a lot of debt right now and as of where they can scrape a couple of pence off each individual one of us, and that equals out to be millions in a few days. They will. They'll put the prices of fuel up. They'll put the prices of electricity and gas up because they can. And the necessities that we all need to buy and we don't have a choice to put to pay it. Do you know what? This
2: brings me on to my next topic, which is pretty fascinating. Again, thank you to Mark for this topic. Um, his boy, Matthew, went into a job today. And <laughs>
0: oh, I saw the picture on Instagram.
2: See the picture. There's more to the story. We'll, we'll chat about that in a sec. And someone had like... They'd obviously been tapping into the supply and then pulled it out um, so they'd been bypassing the meter. Um, now with the price of electricity has gone up massively massively to the to the point where i'm like i've noticed it um I'm not you know we sort of grew up in in in, in well I certainly grew up in a generation where my dad would be constantly going on about turning off light bulbs, turn off the kit because the light bulb was 100 watts and all this that's when we had 100 watt light bulbs and stuff yeah. um, and I swore to myself I'm never going to worry about stuff like that because it's a minor it's, you have to pay it just get on with
0: it yeah
2: I turned off the hot tub I'm like yeah that sucks it that does I'm like that's costing too much can't afford yeah. that you know and I was starting to find myself turning stuff off even though like we've got LED lights that you could leave on all day and you wouldn't
0: notice. No. Every light in my house is can is be converted at some point to LED. So I'm not that bothered. If, no. As and when they do it. I have said to the kids, not to the kids, somewhere they're half, with all the connect switches, at some point if they keep doing it, I'm gonna just fit a kinetic receiver the other side of the fuse board on the fit lighting feed. So if they piss me off or we leave the house and look at the house, go oh, for fuck's sake. Bang, off. off. Yeah. I could see him trying to walk in and turn the lights. My lights broke. I was like, ah, yeah. I'm gone there now. There you go. Know. Yeah. yeah.
2: Brilliant. I've, got, I've got one of those kinetic switches on my outside lights. Really? They're good, aren't they? So good. Sorry, going back to bypassing the meters. Bypassing meters, I think it's, it's going to naughty be- and you shouldn't do it. I think it's going to become a regular thing. Do you I think? think? I think with the fact that you've got um, these rising fuel prices... What are you going to do? Are you going to sit there in the dark with no power or are you going to bypass the meter? I know
0: what you're saying. It depends what situation you're in, but what are the consequences to doing it? Because I don't know. Um, probably
2: not a lot. Like honestly, on the wrist. Don't do it again. For the first time, you probably have to pay what they... They'll probably calculate what they think you should
0: pay. You should have, if, you have used, yeah. yeah.
2: And then you have to pay that and you'll probably
0: get a criminal record. Mm, I remember I watching the, the Rogue Traders years ago where they got the Mick the handyman from down the road um, and you pay him 50 quid cash and he bypasses your meter and they recorded him going into the basement, yanking it out, sticking it live into a Henley block. <clears throat> and then obviously they tried to catch up with him afterwards and in, an interview and he just raced off. But it was like, annoyingly, it's so simple to do, especially if you have at the smallest amount of knowledge with it. Um, but this is where the smart meters come in now. With any tampering, they know straight away, so they do.
2: But if you don't have a smart meter, no one knows, do they?
0: Yeah, I know. And to be fair, even with the smart meter, and I'm not condoning this, and people that don't want to copy what I'm saying, but no, it's very simple. You can easily just put either pokes and like we've seen before cables, up, or even these new product, products that are coming out now. Have you seen the um, the taps for yep. EV chargers? Yeah, you screw one of them into the live, yep. you then connect it, screw it into the other live, done. you know what i mean yeah and it's just like well what we meant to do it's not it's not on electricians to worry about it's not but we can report if you see you have to report it if you've seen it no 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 to west to your local authority so we would ring up western power and say this meat is being tampered with and they would come out i would not i would straight away i wouldn't make a great youtube business great youtube video
2: it's not my business
0: Oh, no, I'd make it my business.
2: No, I'm out. Like, listen, I can't work in your property because you've obviously messed about. I'm not going to say nothing, but I
0: think you should fix that. And then yeah. no, I'm out. That's fair. It's fair. If they offer me a brew, maybe I won't. Yeah, listen, give me a <laughs> drink
2: and I forget all about it. I'm out. <laughs> no, no, we're not condoning that behaviour on this property. No. No. What we're saying is...
0: The um, problem is the, the risks that come with it. If people don't know what they're doing and it's, no one should know what they're doing with tamper with metres but if people don't know the risk you could easily set your house on fire easily set your house on fire number one
2: number two the person fanning about with your electric if he's listen no self-respecting electrician is going to mess about with someone's electrical um insulation. they know the
0: consequences and they know how dangerous it's it will he's
2: not going to do it it's too it's too much of a risk um to the people living to your reputation, to everything goes into it, no one's going to mess about with it. Um, So the person you've got doing it might have done a thousand. You just got lucky that nothing's gone wrong yet.
0: It's just destined to happen. But obviously a lot of the time when meat is a bypass, it's when people have got grows on and everything, isn't it? Where they're using a lot of juice. Uh, And they're even the worst ones because they're pulling so much current. And let's say they bypass it with a bit of 2.5 mil
2: it's
0: just gonna end in tears i've
2: seen i've seen that but but what i'm saying is a lot of people like like old people and stuff like that i I can see this becoming a bigger problem going down down the road i can see it becoming a bigger problem because um
0: the the rising fuel costs well, you've got to think as well, you, you gas boilers are going to become extinct in the next 10 years. Gas is going out the window. And then we have to pay more for electricity on top of everything else. And then all the conversions we then have to do in gas is no longer to everyone that's got gas boilers and more juice, more electric and more EV charges and more solar. And everything wants more juice and energy. And our grid system can't take it because it's another kettle of fish. Well, this is a thing. Obviously, there's a new
2: building regs are coming out where they're not going to be taking gas to new builds, um, new build, new build houses. Um, That's a problem in terms of electrical. Listen, electrical companies know what time it is. They're like, yes, rub their hands together. I know. Yeah, they're like, yes. So what we can do is we can double our bills and people. So what we do is we double our bills. What we do is we push them up a little bit at a time until they're almost double. And we turn around and go, you're still better off because you're not paying gas anymore. No. You know, that's what, listen, that's just business. That's business. And you see like going back to the petrol prices, which is funny. I remember when, I, rem- I kind of feel old saying this. I, re- I remember when, um, it was, it was go, creeping up to a pound a litre for, for unleaded. Up, It's creeping up. And I was like, once it goes over a pound, they're never going to go below. No. And it did. People will get used to paying it. And soon, the next target... The two pound. Will be two pound. And then what do you do then? Like, it's like two pound a litre.
0: Yeah, I think that's when we all go, oh, I'll go electric car. Oh. Yeah, but...
2: If you had the opportunity, if you had the choice right now, Ford F 150 Lightning or Raptor? F
0: 150 Lightning. It's just it. Mate, let's say this quietly. Me and Adam went to a burger van today for lunch. I got cheese, cheeseburger with onions, delicious. Anyway, outside the burger van <coughs> for the company that this guy works for, he had a 14 plate F 150. And obviously I've got a Ford Ranger, which is a big truck anyway. If you were to put that next to the F-150, mine looks like a mini. It is tiny. Yep. I couldn't like I'm tall. Most cars I can see on top of my van, I'm, I'm probably about that far off seeing on top of the roof. Tiptoes, no problem. This car was like this tall. <sighs> the bonnet was enormous. And I yes. and I said to the guy in the burger van, because he knows who it is, I said, can I just have a, a look in the window? He said, yeah, yeah, sure. So I've looked here. And I was like, obviously steering wheel's on the wrong side because it's left-hand drive. The dashboard, it's one where you could have like a bench. You could have four people sat in the front, which is mint. But they also, this one had a, a key code on the driver's door just below the, the handle. I was looking at it thinking, oh, maybe it's just if you forget your key, you can <laughs> use it straight in. And he said, yeah, well, it was one of them things where you, each individual code has settings. So if, let's say my other half, she's five foot two six foot three. If I go in there with my code, set the seat to my setting that I want at with the steering wheel and everything, when I get out, she then puts her code in to get in it. It will all adjust for her, back to her settings. Nice. Because I, like, I said this with my car, with the Ranger, when we, when either of us drive, it's a nightmare, like, because I have to change the seat completely and so does she, is why haven't we got a little button on the seat where mode one for me, mode two for her or vice versa. Oh, sure. For sure. But, but this car like, adapts everything for you from one driver to the next. And it's a 14 plate. I was like, That's, they've got this. But to anyone that doesn't know what a, a Ford F-150 is, it's like the American version of a Ford Ranger, but like, like enormous. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a different <clears> level. American all over. I want one so bad because they're yeah, not that expensive, but they're left-hand drive, which I'm not, I'm not interested. Embarrassingly, talking about changing seats for
2: the car... I have to adjust mine slightly um, because Amanda has got long, long legs. No. She's five foot eight, but she's got long, long legs. So she's she laughs at me when I'm like, she's like, ah, shame. And I'm like, no, <laughs> relax. She's just got
0: long legs. Relax. <laughs> yeah, you should see the difference between the difference of when we have to move the car. I'm like a f- over a foot taller than when I are, um, but then. Ford have released, I think it was like six months ago there, Ford Lightning F-150, so it's a completely electric truck. The, it's even bigger than an F-150 lengthwise. They have uh, literally the entire base is a slab of battery, so it's the most powerful battery vehicle created so far. And it's one of the ones where they've got storage in the front because obviously it's electric, there's no engine. Uh, they all have 240 outlets, like four or five yeah. in the back and the front when you get home when you want to charge it up Um I think the spec was when I watched the video if you have a power cut you plug it into your house it will back it and you can have your electric on for three days of, of normal usage before it goes flat I was like oh, I want one yeah. I want if, one
2: if you lived in Hurricane Alley like, oh, yeah. uh, there's a place called Hurricane well it's across three or four states in America where they get um no tornado alley tornadoes yeah. tornadoes um, you're sweet. You'd have one of them all day long. Yeah, it's that heavy. It would never, it would never get lifted off the ground anyway. Just leave it. I don't
0: know what the, um, the range is on them. Though. It was very good. But what Ford do, what Tesla don't. So I watched, do you remember who Marcus Brown is? No. Uh, he's a massive YouTuber. I watched his little uh, documentary on Peter McKinnon. Peter McKinnon is a massive F-150. He has an original, I think it's a 1963 F-150. And the video, he put it next to the Lightning, and the Lightning obviously looked massive, but this F one hundred and fifty was still huge. Anyway, and uh, they were comparing the two. Tesla will tell you, off the top of my head, let's say, if you drive this, you will get four hundred and fifty miles. Okay, but Tesla top spec it, so perfect weather conditions, the right temperature for the batteries, uh, a backwards breeze downhill, you'll get four hundred and fifty. So Ford, with all their trucks and their electric stuff, they will say you will get three hundred and seventy miles. But that's like the worst case scenario. So most of the time, if you, you've got that, that's with the load on as well. So if you've got <clears throat> it's an empty truck, if it's good working conditions, the same as the Tesla on the best day, it almost outperform most electric cars because what they say is what their range is, is the basic, basic model, which I think is really cool, a little marketing thing.
2: Mate, that's awesome. But you have to thank Tesla.
0: Oh, I love Tesla stuff. I had the chance to buy a Tesla tomorrow. I would, honestly. You know
2: what? Finishing on this bombshell, Tesla are bringing out a phone.
0: I've got some... It might not happen. It might not happen. But I had a phone call a while ago about a Tesla. So you know the Cybertruck? Yeah. Um, I know a guy who knows a guy who has another YouTube channel uh, no one that you no, no no one that we all know. Um, and he worked at the guy's house was the managing director of Tesla in the UK. And they were looking for influencers in the trades to go out and test F on fifties for work. And he said, Oh, my well, mate, well, hey mate, and I, I know a guy who knows a guy that's got a Sparks channel that could use it for this. This is his YouTube channel. And that's what's been left off at the moment. So I might
1: when fingers crossed.
0: Out. Could be, get not given, but I mean, loaned one for a few videos to test out a cyber truck before going to work in. Mate. How cool is that? I wasn't meant to tell anyone, but I'm mind. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: what um, I'm saying is Tesla They're going to rule the world.
0: Yeah.
2: And on that bombshell
0: It's been a lovely speaking to you, mate.
2: Monday Club, we're out. Bye.